the newer generation of employees, particularly you know millennials and Gen X, bring a specific value to the table, and that's really you know fundamentally around tech efficiencies. You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a B two B podcast that brings you the juiciest insights from go to market leaders and practitioners. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Stone Shewitz. Today, I'm excited to talk to Layla on the retention of a new generation of employees and how it affects business. A bit about Layla. At Epexon, Layla pioneered a marketing as a service approach where she harnessed the marketing expertise of the team she has built to deliver value to the customer and give them another reason to choose to work with Epexon. That has included the creation of a multiple award-winning YouTube channel, DTV, where she interviews customers, partners, and other luminaries to profile their thought leadership and digital expertise. She also oversees Apexon's global branding, communications, covering everything from market positioning, awareness building, employer branding through demand generation initiatives. Prior to her time at Apexon, she headed the marketing at Cumulus Networks, where she helped launch the company and define its position in the emerging software-defined networking market. Before that, she was VP of Marketing at Device Anywhere, a pioneer in mobile application development and testing. There, she helped establish Device Anywhere's category leadership and subsequent acquisition by Keynote Systems. Additionally, she has held key roles at emerging technology companies, Virtual Iron, which was acquired by Oracle, and Pango Networks, acquired by Inner Wireless. She regularly speaks at events and has received industry recognition for leadership, marketing best practices, and mentoring of female leaders. She was recognized as a woman of influence by Silicon Valley Business Journal in 2020. She also holds a BA in communications from the University of Massachusetts in Amherst. Layla, I'm excited to talk to you and welcome to the show. Thank you, Stone. It's great to be here. Yeah. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, we're going to be going over kind of the retention of a new generation of employees and the impact that that has on business. And with that in mind, I'd love to hear how are you seeing the new crop of marketing professionals differ from current marketing leaders that we have today? Yeah, and that's that's a that's a pretty good question, and I think it's a discussion that has been going on uh, for a while, uh, not just in the marketing world, but in the business world. You know, there's a newer generation coming in. You know, Generation uh, Z, and then prior to that, the Millennials, and prior to that, the Gen X, and they're all working together under one umbrella. And when it comes to marketing, marketing will always, you know, from my perspective, comprise of the smartest and most creative people in the industry, regardless of the generations. But the newer generation of employees, particularly, you know, millennials and Gen X, bring a specific value to the table. And that's really, you know, fundamentally around tech efficiencies. And they have a much bigger appetite to find more meaning in the work that they do and also, you know, align that to their value system. And, you know, they're not afraid to speak up and especially, you know, that's, that's an important thing in marketing. So, you know, when I say Gen X, I'm talking about, you know, circa 1965 to 1980, and then you get to the millennials, which is 1980 to 1996. So about like 26 to 41, and then beyond that is is the, the Zoomers, as they call them, Gen Z. So my generation, which is kind of on the cusp of the millennials and Gen X, we're very yep. strong storytellers, right? 
My background, I, I started out in PR. And one of the things that, you know, I, I, I started out from the get-go and I, I was also in journalism at, at the beginning was being able to, you know, create stories that are meaningful and can sell whether you're trying to sell it to the media or you're trying to sell it to a customer. The newer generations or what some call a more TikTok generation have helped us shift towards efficiencies that allow us to be better in terms of how we package that narrative, right? So, you know, consolidating all of these big ideas into bite-sized packages and spreading them like wildfire. So the point that I'm trying to make is that both sides are very complementary and there's a whole lot of opportunity that can be, you know, gained from combining, you know, the capabilities and and um, the tendencies that both generations bring to the table. As well as, you know, on the other side of things, um, in addition to that, there's now social media and influencer marketing, which has been a boon for, especially for Gen Xers, because now we can really see a lot of the value of the content in different channels, right, than versus before, which was, you know, a fewer like just media or some websites. Now there's, you know, a whole lot of opportunities to spread words and um, get get recognized. Yeah, that's, that's incredibly insightful. And I think to your point, right, it's the marrying of these different generations and kind of leaning into the strengths of both. And uh, to your point, it it sounds like it's really complimentary. Yeah, definitely. I see it that way. I guess, you know, and within that, you know, as, as you have these new employees entering the workforce, you know, and these change in generations, what are you seeing in the difference in their expectations in terms of culture and team dynamic and, and how can, you know, marketing teams like yours or others kind of accommodate to these newer expectations that are coming with these young working professionals as they enter the workforce? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, the world I grew up in was a little bit more focused on, you know, pay your dues and climb your the corporate ladder and, you know, that you have to just suck it up and deal with harsh managers, kind of like that Wolf of Wall Street mentality. That will no longer fly with the newer generation of employees. And that's something that many managers have to be aware of as, as they work with some of the younger generations. So that fear factor component is no longer going to be you know, something that will work now. So we need to create cultures in which newer members, the group can find meaning in what they do and relate to what they do and find the work itself interesting for them. And, and feel empowered, you know, and, you know, regularly checking in and making sure that that's the case with, with um, employees and teams is, is super important now more than ever. And actions speak louder than words, right? So you get many companies that are out there and, you know, leaders are talking the talk and they're going to, you know, we're going to do this and we meet, you know, we stand for that. But they also need to walk the walk, right? And really focus on demonstrating what they're saying that they stand for. Because because the younger generations are focusing on that. They're not focusing on what you're saying. They're focusing on what you're doing, right? And also investing in sustainable and meaningful things. Businesses are spending more money on diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI initiatives, more than ever before. According to, I think I, re- I read a recent article in MIT Sloan Management Review, 
the global DEI market in uh, 2018 was about 7.5 billion, and it's expected to almost triple by 2026. So that's a huge, you know, amount of growth in in areas that are about social impact and sustainability. And that carries a lot of weight with, uh, especially with the newer generation of, of workers. Yeah, that, that's a that's an impressive statistic. And it sounds like just from hearing you kind of share there that the importance of having this newer generation be able to have, you know, kind of a vote or be able to throw their hat in the ring on, on which direction culture goes in is really important, right? So I, I do appreciate your insight there. And I guess this this next question, I'm, I'm sure it's top of mind for you as a marketing leader is, you know, how do you see the employee market changing specifically for marketing professionals? And, you know, this last piece here, given the, you know, current market uns- uncertainty, and I'm sure you, you know, you talk about it in board meetings or you talk about it as you, you know, connect with your peers, but what do you see kind of the impacts and, and the shift as, you know, you're bringing on new folks? Yeah. So there's a much heavier focus. And I think, you know, for the most part, many marketeers will agree on employer marketing, right? So before it was all about how can we enable sales and heavy focus on customers. And that's really the group that you're catering your message and all your activities towards. So now the customers are not just your customers, they're your employees. And so you have to treat your employees as your customers. And even now amid, you know, fears of a potential recession, that great resignation continues. There continues to be a lot of churn. So, you know, we need to change the way we think about employees and we need to think about them as our most valuable customer. Um, We're selling them on a career opportunity, not a job, right? And and that's how I've retained people um, by giving them the, you know, long-term vision in what they can achieve and who, who they can become, not just within the organization, but as far as what their career goals are. So it's a big part of marketing's role, but, you know, employer marketing, but it's a, it's a big part of um, every manager's role. Um, but when it comes to marketing, you know, marketing people are, they're creative thinkers. So they need to see the vision. They need to have the, you know, inspiration along those lines. So that's one piece of it. I, you know, one example that really, you know, made this real for me was we did a video um, at my company of some of the, it's just a snapshot of different employees and, you know, what their interests are. And the ones that talked specifically about what their interests are, as far as the business or the company is concerned, the amount of views that they got were far less than the ones that actually expose something that's personal or a hobby, right? There was one individual who showed how, um, as a side hobby, she likes to do stained glass paintings or, or stained glass you know, projects. And it was really interesting, and it got an enormous amount of you know, click-throughs because it was just something new and different, and you get to know the person. And those are some of the things that I think is important to think about as, as you're looking at employer marketing. So yeah, so that's that's one thing, and and don't do it just to do it, right? I always use Nike analogies when I when I uh, reference things, but 
a lot of people are just, you know, checking the box. We need to do analyst relations. We need to do demand gen. We need, you know, not every organization needs to do all things considered marketing. So pick what's the most pertinent thing and what is creating the most impact. Like white papers, nobody's doing white papers anymore. Look at what are some of the newer ways of packaging and communicating your information that actually people are reading and responding to. So, you know, less is more and it's about quality, not quantity. So that's the, those are the things I've, I've observed. Yeah. And that's interesting to hear. And I think, you know, one thing that I take away after hearing that is like more than ever, as we do kind of go into this uncertain market, you know, these high growth companies, they, they can't really rest on their laurels of just being a high growth company. You, it sounds like based on what you're saying, you really need to be able to paint a vision and a story of, of what the future looks like, not only for the company, but what it would look like for somebody joining the company. I think that's a really poignant way of putting it. So thank you for sharing that. Yep, absolutely. So, I mean, with this in mind, will companies need to change the way that they operate to hire and retain the newest generation of marketers? It's not about the, how they operate. Uh, it's more about um, how they view employees. And, um, you know, it needs to be more focused on employees being individuals. You're recruiting human beings. You're not recruiting workers. And we all have to remind ourselves of that. And in a more human-centric approach, and I, and I, you know, that's actually the theme that we're now using at my company, Apexon, in terms of, you know, our brand internally and externally. But, you know, the, in a more human-centric approach to onboarding, for example, and throughout the entire employee, employee journey, the people are really the, the point. And employees, rather than customers, or, as I said earlier, are your shareholders. And in the same way that you know, now these days, everybody's all about ABM and why we're transitioning to ABM is because that's frame and prey model that we're all so familiar with that, you know, was was a key part of digital marketing is isn't working as well anymore. Right. So if you look at ABM, it's it's about customizing. It's about being, you know, you know, much more prescriptive in terms of how you reach out to the individual prospect that you're going after. And the same, di- the same dynamic stands for your employees, right? So each of those employees is a unique person with distinct interests and skills. And to quote an article that was just recently in HBR about this topic, it's about one size fits one, right? And, you know, trying to address the group or a group as just one whole only is not going to necessarily fly anymore. And I guess the only, the other piece of that is is trust, right? It, it's just, it's the magic word for everything. It's fundamental for employees to be able to discover and be able to contribute what they feel is meaningful at work. Leaders have to make trust the foundation of all practices and policies, especially for millennials and Zoomers. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think when, when you're talking about this newer generation, maybe it'd be helpful to hear maybe, what are some things that companies can do and things that you're doing today to retain these top marketers or these young professionals that are entering the workforce who are eager for more responsibility, but you don't necessarily want to rush them into a promotion before they're truly ready. Yeah. So a few things, offering them 
you know, opportunities to build their knowledge and expand, you know, their awareness of different things, supporting them with regards to education. And it's not just education related to work. You know, maybe they're interested in finding, you know, out more things uh, that they'd like to be uh, doing outside of just like learning how to use PowerPoint. So, you know, support them in getting coaches, support them in taking a theater class or an acting class. My background was in theater and that that was super helpful for me in my career. So really look beyond just the specifics around the organization when it comes to education. The other thing you you know everyone should be doing is public recognition. It's important for people to feel like they're being seen and heard, especially if they want to say something and they want to communicate something. So, you know, feature them in a blog or ask them to lead a workshop that talks about a skill set that they have that they you know would like to share with others. So visibility and exposure is is super important. And then companies, you know, that are working with um you know some of the millennials and um beyond also need to focus on continuing to offer support quote unquote after the sale if you will. Right. So you have a prospective employee, they've accepted a job offer. And what you need to do is support them beyond that. As I said before, you know, how are things going? What's the onboarding process? Is that up to par? Supporting them on career tracks that fit their skill set, checking in on a regular basis. Um, what I've seen in the past in 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 um, other areas that I've worked in and is after, you know, you have a new hire come in, it's kind of like, okay, here you go, start your engines and, and go. So it needs to be a lot more hands-on in terms of, you know, after the sale interaction. And then getting with other, you know, getting creative with other avenues of recognition, you know, compensation, like a, a, a day off for something that they've accomplished, you know, spot bonuses, things like that really resonate with them. I think that... I, I like that analogy there, right? Where it's not this kind of transactional process. Okay, they get the job and then they're just going going into their day-to-day. It sounds like from what you're saying is making sure one, that there's an opportunity for growth, even if it's, you know, not necessarily thinking about a promotion, but just, you know, the chance to continue to learn and then just being able to recognize somebody when they're, you know, actually doing a good job and not just letting that fall to the wayside. Yep. Well, you know, as we kind of come to a close here, Layla, I'd love to give you the opportunity to share something you're excited about. And it can be whether it's professional with AppExxon, whether, you know, as your career grows, or it could be, you know, outside of your career, just anything maybe you're excited about and and you want to share with uh, the listeners today. So I think there is a couple of things and they go hand in hand. So AppExxon, you know, recently we have rebranded and changed our name and we are a culmination of a few different companies that have merged and come together as one. And, you know, that in and of itself is very exciting, but throughout that process, and I'm a big fan of traveling, I had the opportunity to go out and travel and meet, you know, different members of each of these organizations that are now part of Apexon in in different parts of the world. And that has been um, a a really rewarding opportunity is just to kind of have FaceTime with these guys. And so I have another um, round of travel coming up 
in the next couple of weeks. And um, I'm really looking forward and excited about that, especially now in, you know, post COVID world where we've all been, you know, in our caves for such a long time. I'm eager to kind of get out and um, get around and meet people. Oh, that's exciting. There's nothing like travel. And and exactly to your point, right? Getting through that kind of post-COVID era, you know, stretching the legs and getting some new perspective is is such a refresher. Yeah, absolutely. And Layla, as we close out today, what's the best way some of our listeners can get in touch with you? Sure. So um, LinkedIn is probably the best way. Feel free to reach out and connect and, you know, mention the podcast and uh, would be happy to speak to anyone. I love it. Well, you hear that listeners. If, if you want to reach out and connect with Layla, do so on LinkedIn. And again, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you, Stone. This was a great opportunity. Appreciate it. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is smarter GTM for B2B brands to help marketing and sales teams spot the juiciest opportunities earlier and progress them faster. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demand Based TV.